This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. from Boston. Petey, what type of backwards-ass thinking is confessing to shit that you didn't do? Just tell your father-in-law that you love him and stay away from any goddamn word about cheating on his daughter. Unless you want the man's only thought about you to be that you fucking suspect. Alright, Pete and Sebastian show coming back to you right here on awesome iHeartRadio. I'm Pete Corielli. On the other end is Sebastian Maniscalco, DJ Hank behind the glass. We're looking forward to another fantastic hour with you awesome people. How are you, Mister? Let me start by saying I had a long week last week. Really? I was in South and North Carolina, came in on Thursday through Sunday, did seven shows, which is what it is, but what really killed me, Dr. Ron came for a visit. Dr. Ron, blast from the past, long time talk about guy on the show masseuse extraordinaire not a masseuse this guy is a physical therapist with magic hands right he's a miracle worker i think we should give him his due and uh he he has made paralyzed people he's rubbed their legs enough where they walked afterwards i just want people to know his claim to fame is almost that where he has taken people who have been diagnosed with either a hip replacement, mm-hmm. which he is extremely against you going in for. We had a good conversation on that. This is something that you should pump the brakes on, my friend. Are you serious? You really yeah. think that a man can need out like pizza dough what these doctors are telling me I need surgery on? Well, he says the reason for your hip is not necessarily the hip itself, but the muscles around the hip have been you know, tight or your back is off or whatnot. And when you get the hip replacement, those muscles are still going to be the same way that they are. So he's treated a guy who's had three hip replacements, couldn't walk, and uh, this guy is cooking dinner now with his with his wife I, I, on a third hip replacement. This guy was basically confined to a motor confined to a motorized vehicle, and now he's up. He's walking around, and the family is just beside themselves. They thought he was he was done, dead to rights. But now he's now he's walking around. He is against this. He is. Uh, he is telling you you should you should not do this. Uh, you're too young, and um, I stand with Dr. Ron. 
Guy, what am I supposed? What do I do then? I got. I, I do. I go goes, down go and fly to, down there. He, this is the way to describe it. You go to a surgeon. He's going to do surgery. You go right. to a bakery. You're going to walk out with some bread. Right. Right. So, I. What do you say? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what does that mean? What is? What is he? You go. You go, you go, go to, to a, a baker, guy, you get bread. Walk, you go what? to a baker, you get bread. You right. go to a surgeon, you get surgery. Which is right? what I think I need. I go to Dr. Ron and I get a massage. I don't well, Dr. Ron will tell you you won't need the surgery. That's all you would need is his services or someone like him. Oh, I get what you're saying. You're saying whoever you go to is going to tell you you need the thing they make. That's right. Oh, all right. Oh, gotcha. Damn, so, bro. Well, I mean, I don't know who to trust. I, this is my body. This is uh, so. What do I do? Hop a Delta. I want to get you on the phone with Ron so he could explain it in detail what you need. You need to listen to me. And it ain't a hip replacement. I'll tell you that right now. I, what I really want, don't you ever want this too? I want to have coffee with Doctor Ron and my hip surgeon, and I want all three of us to sit down and go, guys, let's talk this out. You know, and, and like, are they just going to sit there going saying each one's full of shit? <laughs> well, Dr. Ron isn't so extreme where he would say that people don't need surgery because some people do. But eight, nine times out of ten, the person doesn't need it. And I did six hours with him, two hours a day, Thursday, Friday, or Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And... I am out of it. I'm out of it, bro. He he knocked the toxins right out of me. My knee is definitely better. The muscles around it are super, super loose. And he's coming out again this weekend for another six-hour extravaganza. Wow. I'm, I'm having him come out three separate times to see if we can knock this out. He says, you don't need surgery. He goes, the stuff that's problematic is in your calves and in your uh, IT band. Well, I, I have no flexibility, so this is interesting. Is, is he coming out? If he's coming out, like I'm coming to the compound the day after Easter. It'd be nice. I check into the compound and yeah. I get rubbed down from Ron. Dr. Ron, apologize. <laughs> So he, uh, he's not coming out here. He's meeting me on tour. So we're going this week. We'll be in Norfolk, Virginia, and Baltimore. And wow, man! And, and and the idea is same thing, but with your knee. It's the muscles around it, and it's yeah. not necessarily the knee. And not necessarily the knee. It's it's the muscles around it that's making my knee um, do what it's doing. So he's loosening up the calf, which my calf is like a like a watermelon. You now know, it's like tight. If this works, like long term, and like your knee starts feeling better, how do you not go into your doctor and just like dangle the knee and go, "Look at this! <laughs> Explain this, motherfucker! You were gonna cut me open! It's a big deal! It's a big, no, no, no. <laughs> bro! I, I don't need this news, man! I don't unless you're knocking on my door with Doctor Ron next to you and a folding fucking table. I don't need this news. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, what am I going to do now? Now I'm going to tell Jackie, I know it took forever to get this surgeon. Let's put him on hold. I'm, get, I'm going out to Dr. Ron for two, 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 three days. I would just like him to take a look at it. That's I would I too, man. Do. Just take a look at it. What, what's your schedule? 
I'm out of here. I'm out of here in April, man. I'm out of here. We're done like mid April, like beginning of April. You doing any gigs though? Um, I'm coming. Sort I'll be. Of? I'm coming to California for my little vacation, where I'm visiting you and stuff, and then um, then I start doing some dates. But you know, mostly one, you know, two nights stuff. Yeah. I, I could get out there. I got some time. Nothing in Florida. Nothing booked, but I could book somewhere. Is he in Tampa? No, he's in Naples. Naples, Naples. Oh God, we gotta do fucking Captain what, Brian's. What? <laughs> <laughs> When is this thing? That right? right. I got three specials on Amazon Prime. I am not playing that fish fucking house. <laughs> what? I, j- I just wanted to like tell you where I'm coming from and how oh, yeah. I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. Um, All right, it's a hip. It's a hip. It's a hip. It's a hip. All right, it's a hip. Um, Trying to look at what else I got on the... Uh, uh, dude, if you weren't on video, I would think that you're at awake right now. I Sip some espresso here. I had a <laughs> energy drink. Apparently <laughs> had the, the reverse effect. Because well, uh, I'm full. <laughs> what is... Here's one for you. All I right, what do you one. got? What I, do you I got? Give you one. Um... I flew uh, private yesterday back from the gig. Nice, dude. Holy shit. Nice. Wow. (laughs) Fucking no mask for you. No mask. But I walk on the plane and I go, how we looking weather-wise? The guys are like, Gonna run into some weather, but we'll be over it. Don't worry about it. We'll be above the weather. I said, okay. 45 minutes in, I'm saying no Venus. To pray for nine days for a particular purpose. The most powerful novena is the novena of divine mercy. What it really means is that during those nine days, we ask the Lord to open our hearts and minds more completely. Oh no shit, bro. Oh, and for a comedian to say, because we fly so much, so for you to be scared, it must have been bad. Well, you're you're on a private aircraft that's actually a much smaller plane, so you're going to feel the the turbulence a lot more than you would on a commercial airliner. So this thing starts rattling, right? And I'm like, here we go. You know, damn. It's midnight. I was laid out on the couch trying to sleep, and now I gotta get up and go to the seat and buckle in. Oh, it's may as well be on United. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what, I mean, let me ask you this, though. Is Trump sleeping on Air Force One in bed, and they go, well, wake up the president and tell him to buckle up? Or turbulence, or do they like figure shit out? I don't think Air Force One even goes. I don't even think it has is capable of even having turbulence. The plane, oh, the plane is probably <laughs> equipped with an anti-turbulent <laughs> mechanism, <laughs> right? It could go right through a hurricane. You won't even spill your drink. <laughs> But yeah, you're trying to enjoy all the perks of private, you know, yeah. and now and now you know you got this shit. Now, can you see the pilots? Is this an open door situation? Uh, open door. I go after all this turbulence. I go up. I peep. 
I put my head in the cockpits, one of those where yeah. oh. where they're like this. <laughs> And I come, I go, we okay? <laughs> you know, this guy was eating a sandwich. Now they got a third pilot up there with him. <laughs> but they, oh, man, how great is that to be able to do that, though? You know, that's like only time I get anything remotely like that feels when I stick my mug through the plexiglass of a taxi cab and go, I said take 10th Avenue, you asshole. <laughs> now, did they have any fear in them? Was the guy really eating a sandwich? Or you just you know, like, what, what are we talking? What was the situation? I go up there. I go, we all right? Yeah. And he goes, uh, yes, I man. You know, I go, what weather? He goes, uh, like it's going to be anything else, right? <laughs> What's he going to say? No, the wing fl- <laughs> fell off. <laughs> You didn't see there, there's no right wing. Yeah. No, uh, it better be weather. <laughs> he goes, yeah, we we hit some. You know, rough patches, uh, but you know we'll try to maintain altitude and there's some weather coming up. So I'm thinking to myself, is this turbulence pilot air? As far as I give you an example, are there right. some pilots given the same turbulence that could maintain composure within the plane? I'm not saying the plane's not going to feel the effect of turbulent, mm-hmm. but if you get a pilot in there that's less experienced, do you think it's more turbulent? That's a great question. You're basically asking, like, if they go, oh, no, you ever fly with Ronnie? Ronnie yeah, right through turbulence. You barely <laughs> feel it. He dances <laughs> with the throttle. He dances <laughs> with it. Yeah, oh, it's, it's unbelievable. And then he switches over and lets Kevin do it sometimes. Oh, God, we'll fly. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't think so. I think it's more about, right? Like, I think it's more about calling ahead and finding out who had the best level. Maybe it could be, though, Ronnie picks the best levels. When everyone's telling him it's turbulence, Ronnie always finds the pocket. He always finds the pocket. That's what I'm talking about. I'm wondering if there's a guy who knows the pockets. But then I'm thinking, because yeah. I'm in the back, I'm going through everything in my head. I'm like, this is it. We're going down. Da, 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 da. Then I'm thinking, it's midnight, 1 o'clock. There's not a lot of planes going where they could even get an estimate of what happened prior. You're the pioneer for this route at this altitude. No one's been flying this route in this altitude since 8 o'clock at night. A lot of shit has changed. I always think that when I'm the first flight out in the morning, what a plane they're calling to say, how is it out there? <laughs> right? Like, your guys on the phone go, yeah, I'm flying Maniscalco. Don't come this way. At least not till noon tomorrow. It's a fucking train wreck. He's already stuck his mug up here twice. <laughs> yeah, they might be radioing to the tower. We got the passenger in the cockpit twice already. So give us a pocket so this guy could sit down and relax. You're right. This, this, we were the guinea pig last night, right? Right. And that's what I'm always afraid of, where they're going to call and go, shoes. The guy that came in at midnight right into the mountain. So yeah. what you want to do is. <laughs> I'll tell you what you don't want to do. <laughs> well, and listen, and this is, this is something maybe you wouldn't say, but I'm going to say it too. But it's like, Sadly, obviously, you know, the whole Kobe situation, but some of these articles that have been written since then I've seen has been about perhaps pilots sometimes wanting to appease the employee that much, you know? So, you know, you're a humble guy, basically speaking, but in a situation like this, is there a tiny part of you that almost wants to lean in and go, listen, I, I, 
I know you guys, maybe sort of a nightline thing I did the other day, seen some of my movies. We don't need any heroes here. So if you're doing this for me, like, you know, but then I'm afraid they'll go, guy, what, you, you don't think we got wives and kids? <laughs> we don't want to die either. All right. So uh, you can take your God complex and go buckle in. <laughs> That's what I, but if I, <laughs> the part of me would be thinking that if I was that big, I'm like, don't do this for me. Don't do this for me. I'm not going to fire you if I got to spend the night in fucking Milwaukee. That's <laughs> okay. So I'm sorry. No, there's <laughs> There is a possibility that you go, guys, listen, if we have to divert to San Francisco and not L.A., by all means, don't feel like you got to get me home. There's always a chance they're going to turn and go, who are you? (laughs) Yeah, right. That's what you want. You're going to go, that's fantastic. (laughs) You you know, I don't want to fly with someone who's a fan of mine, right? Because, you know, what if you say all that and go, listen, if we have to divert, you know, no problem. They'll go, you know, that's what Brad Pitt said when we did have to divert. And he hasn't called me to fly him since. (laughs) That was five years ago. You know? So This guy was a fan. That's why I was sitting there going, oh, he thinks he needs to get me there. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Go up and tap him on the shoulder and go, listen, guy, don't do this on the account of me. Right. I mean, he don't want to be a part of the next special where you up there. You know what bothers me (laughs) is when somebody tells me they can do a job and then they don't do it. This pilot... Was flying right now. He's on his couch going, Oh shit, Penny. I told you I should have got him home. I should have just went for it. And when that happens for me, by the way, I don't know if you're what is it? Sanit- sanitizing. Are sanitizing. You Did you see my Instagram today? You took a drink out of a public public fountain. Yeah, that's sanitizing. People in masks all around me, fucking using the water fountain. They looked at me like I was in animal i swear to god <laughs> they looked at me like he must have already had it <laughs> <laughs> oh look at that honey he caught it already he's, he's, he's living his normal life listen you catch it you can catch this thing again listen i, I yeah. just a public service announcement here at the pete and sebastian show mm-hmm. uh, you know italy shut down and and, right. and a few weeks ago you said because you're italian you can't you, get it. American Italian. It's a. It's a. It's a big. It's a. It's it's Italy gene on steroids, guy. It's okay, a bigger so. thing. I'm, bro. I am. I am. I'm not. Uh, Italy is. I'm. I got a lot of problems with that country since we started this cast six seven years ago. I mean, the prices are outrageous. Venice is flooding. People go to jail constantly with this riffraff crime situation. Like, like you're, you're guilty until until proven innocent. And now they're shutting down over a half fluke. Yeah, what are they doing over there? What are they? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 are you getting a little embarrassed by Italy? It's like... I thought they would have stepped up. I mean, I don't even think China's doing what they're doing. But apparently, the reason why Italy's shutting down, I think they have the most people over the age of 70 per capita more than any other country in the world. And I guess 70-year-olds are susceptible to the disease. Plus, Italians are affectionate. So they're kissing people left and right every day. That's you gotta so You gotta put these people in quarantine. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> we barely work as it is. All we do is go out and about hugging and kissing each other. Maybe we should all just lay low for a little while. 
<laughs> I called my dad. Speaking of elderly, were you worried? I called my dad. He's on vacation in Florida, and he's literally goes, "Hey, what's up? I'm about to tee off." And I go, Are "You worried about the corona?" He goes, "I'm more worried about the stock market than the fucking corona." <laughs> Hi, I'm Shuli Agar, comedian and writer and producer on the Howard Stern Show. I'm also a huge fan of the Pete and Sebastian Show for the knowledge I walk away with. You know what happens when you get corona? Half of your face turns yellow. These two Italian MDs are on the case, getting me all the information I need. If you have corona and you piss on my hand and you hit my cuticles, you hit all the cuticles of my fingernails with your uh, a corona piss. Am I corona? Now, Dr. Sebastian, your thoughts? So if somebody urinates in your nose, you got it, right? See what I mean? How many doctors have you been to that end a diagnosis with a question? You're dying, guy. At the urinal in the bathroom, if you have flip-flops on and you're next to a guy and some of his piss splatters onto your feet, <laughs> right. do you have the corona? Do you have it? Or do you have to have a cut on your foot and like literally stand in his puddle of piss? And, and who's doing that? Pete and Sebastian, Italian MDs. The Pete and Sebastian Show. So, by the way, the stock market took a hit today, two thousand points. Didn't I've they? Never seen that. Didn't they just turn the switch off or something? People shut, I work with said they, they shut sh- it down. <laughs> they said this, this is getting too bad. Shut, shut down the system. That's like when the casino kicks the loser out who keeps losing. <laughs> they just feel so bad for him. They're like, just get him out of here. Come back tomorrow, Tommy. Try again. Holy shit! Yeah. That's. What is yeah, that? I don't mom. understand. Where does what does that mean? Where does it go? Like, where does it? Does it? What, what happened? I don't get it. I don't I, get it. I haven't. I haven't did any research on this, nor has it, I have it explained to me. But I don't know what happens to you. You get it. You cough. You sneeze, and then it goes away. Oh, I was or talking about got- the stock market. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about. What happens to your money? Like, when you lose your money in the stock market, is there a, a guy somewhere else going, yeah, like, who's got it? Where is it going? You know what I'm saying? Like, for every winner, isn't there a loser and vice versa? I don't know. I don't understand. Listen, I don't know where it goes either. Once you sell a stock, you quote, unquote, either win or lose, right? So you're asking where... Where does the money that's lost, where is it? Is it just vanish? Where, where is it? Right. Like one time in my life, this guy who's a retired cop in New York City, he goes, uh, I'll, I'll never forget. He goes, listen, I got a, a tip. A buddy of mine would tell you about it. Fuel Nation. Look it up. Fuel Nation. They're on the rise. They just got this contract. I'm not supposed to tell anybody, but do yourself a favor, Petey. Fuel, I go into Jack. I go, Jack, Fuel Nation. I called my buddy Larry, whose older brothers like does stocks and like like plays in that world, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I see here it's trading for da da da." I go, "Bro, what do I gotta do? I want to put thousand on it." You know, this is like fifteen years ago. So he's like, "The guy goes, all right, I'll put five on it." He puts five on it. My other buddy goes, "I'll put a thousand on." I'm not kidding you. In three months, it just goes down and down and down. And then the guy goes, you have, it's all gone. I go, what do you mean it's all gone? My money's all gone. It's just all, I go, well, where is it? They're just gone. I go, where, where? I don't get it. So, so if you do get you? an inside tip. Yeah. It was, and, yeah. and, 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 oh, and you, bro. Is that inside trading? 
Is there a statue of limitations hey, hey, on got, that thing? We, we got a. We need a referee on that. Is that is that something that is possible? Uh, could get uh, Pete in trouble here. Is there a statue of limitations on insider trading, or am I going to be in Martha Stewart's old prison cell? I do believe you're fucked. By the way, little side thing I wanted to share with you. I thought this was kind of nasty and appreciated. One of the things that came up in the writer's room, somehow someone mentioned hot bunking. Have you ever heard the term hot bunking? No. Okay. It's when truck drivers have to do a long haul and they got to make it in a certain amount of time. You ever see those truck, the big semis, they have like the bunk in the back of them sometimes? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. They drive two men at a time. And one man is always sleeping while the other man's driving. So when you switch, the bunk is still hot from the other man's body. So they call it hot bunking. Ew. Ew. Can you imagine laying in a bed that's still warm from the last man's body? I bring my own sheets, right? I do a switch on the sheets. Sheets. I'm on the floor like a... P-O-W. <laughs> Until that bed is cooled down. Yeah, it's not something I'd... I'd go in the back of the, the trailer and sleep before I slept in the bunk, no? Right, listen, in the trucking driving world, you got to do what you got to do. I'm not blaming them, but I'm just saying in general, like if I went to a hotel and my bed was warm and they're like, oh, we just made it up, the last person slept in late, just left. I'd be like, can you give me a... A bed that's cooled down. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh. Oh, man. Uh, so. So, I didn't tell you about the Nightline Chicago. No, I wanted to say I watched that Nightline interview. Uh, and I have some. I want to hear about it. But before you get into it, I just want to say. You're f- watching that whole interview, which was great. Dude, your dad's salon is sweet. I thought it, I literally, even though you said it wasn't, I still had the, uh, you know, the whole old photos of Sinatra on the wall and like, you know, like an old barbershop maybe with the pole. Oh. This thing, why wouldn't he want to keep working? He walks in, there was all pretty ladies all around him. His son's a huge star. What are you kidding me, man? I'd work in there too. No, hey, listen, he uh, he definitely does not want to leave that. He is the king of the salon. I believe and everybody that. loves him. But what you didn't know is my father and I in that salon sequence are probably the worst hangover we've ever had. No, I don't tell you this. No. That I thought I was poisoned. Oh, well you! Oh, that's right. When you said you that's drank all, so much, right? Yeah, I yeah. That's that's it. That's it. That was the night before your buddies, was it? Yeah, the day that that was shot, I was hungover, and it was so bad we had to redo the interview. So the interview portion of that is redone. You don't see any of the interview that happened in my childhood home, which was the initial plan. But the night before, I went out with family and friends. And if you remember on the cast, I think I said, I thought I was poisoned. <laughs> yeah. <All right? laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, that morning, I had that interview. And that night, I had the show at the United Center, which I had a two bags of uh, saline solution 
going into my arm. I didn't tell you this. I, I do okay. remember that. That's insane. That's right. So, yeah, so that's, that's that interview though, when you were that hungover, did you look at the footage and go, "No, we got to redo it," or did even Nightline go, "Listen, guy, we got to redo this. You have that." Uh, <laughs> during it, I was like, "There, there, you can't use this." During oh yeah. But then when they brought it home and saw it and then they showed me a clip of it, I didn't recognize the man that was speaking. Wow. Completely void of any blood in my body. I look like a white ghost. Holy shit, dude. That's the worst being home. And Ooh, oh, I hate so, it. So, so bad. So anyway, I like the way the piece turned out. It was a nice piece. It was fantastic, on. man. Fantastic. Jackie's always checking all the stuff out. So she... She got it, and then me, her, and Sadie all sat down and watched it. I really dug how all your friends got to come out on stage with you. Yeah, oh. that was a really special moment. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, a John Mayer concert once, and he brought out all of his high school buddies, too. And they, uh, It was very similar in that day. It was so cool, man. It's a cool thing to be able to do. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I also did that with my parents and my sister, and then later on at the forum with Judy. Yeah. I brought Judy up on stage, so uh, it's kind of becoming my thing. So if you're at one of my shows, you might be pulled out of the audience. I'd prefer to just be on it again like the last time. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what I got demoted? <laughs> you got demoted? I asked, you, I asked you again. You said you couldn't do it. That one time. What do you mean? Like, what do you think? Contractually? Never again? That was that one time. I was no, making the four you, Pete's eight that same weekend. Yeah, you're, you've been busy with your gigs. Right now, oh, you, you yeah, got no, no time. I'm, I'm, I'm joking around, man. Believe all, me, yeah. I'm, I'm, you're, you're, you're welcome anytime. Let me look at some dates in the fall if you want to come out. I, I'd love to do another date where you had a ball. I mean, let me, let me know when you're playing in front of less than twenty thousand people, and I'd, I'd love to join you. <laughs> no, I'd love to come anytime, dude. I really would, man. I really would. Um, uh, wait, there was something I wanted to bring up to you about that nightline too. Another thing. It's so weird, though. I got to tell you, it's just so weird, like, doing this with you and being friends with you for so long that sometimes, you know, when they're, like, the, the one of the most popular comedians in the world, you, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, ooh, he's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Almost makes you a little nervous next time I give you a buzz. <laughs> but but I, yeah, I tell you, though, I remember when I first started stand-up and Jim Brewer was my, uh, I first met Brewer and I was freaking out about that. And then he introduced me to uh, David Spade, and like I remember being so young and so nervous. And then um, I had the in lunch with Rappaport recently about the project, and it's just there's nothing like time, you know what I mean? Like like if I was younger, I'd be nervous, and now you've just the only one of the cool things about getting older is that you've experienced so much and been through so much that there really is that sense of, uh, I, know, I know how to do this now, you know, and everything in life, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just nice to not be nervous anymore when you're younger and you get nervous. Like, hey, how you doing, Mike? You know, now you just sit down. By the way, great dude. Great dude. Yeah, Meeting went man. really well, and uh, he loved the script. We're going out in a couple of weeks. He'll be out in L.A. going for it. Let's get this thing going, up and running, out in L.A., me and you together at iHeart Studios, probably later on then at my home, coming live from the studio that I'm currently putting together. How? Uh, what's the? Uh, how's that going? You getting close to finishing? Finishing? We didn't even start. 
Daniel, we're still in the design phase bro. of the for the studio. Yeah. I, what are you gonna lease it out to the Red Hot Chili Peppers to make well, albums? I, this thing might look like Stern's setup. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm moving to L.A. If you keep doing this, I'll move out there. For now, Are you kidding me? I'll be robbing off to the side in the glass. <laughs> Let's do it. Holy shit. Oh man. Oh man. Um. Couple quick questions. I know it's going to be a shortened show, folks. It seems it's feeling. I, don't, I wouldn't tease it with shortened show because uh-huh. I think what happens is if I say that or you say that, people begin to go, "Ah, this ain't worth listening to. They're not into it today." I'm into it. Yeah, you're into it. I just all right. all right. You're right. You're right. I shouldn't have said that. Poor, poor showmanship. Speaking of speaking of showbiz, Sadie had a uh, piano recital this weekend. She's crushing it, man. Absolutely crushing it. Taking it to a new level. So there's about... It's a little room um, with a music teacher. She owns a big old house, real pretty house. And then she has a, a little uh, side house, like an old barn that she converted into a really cool studio. And that's where she teaches the kids. And that's where she does the recital. And everybody brings baked goods, every mom or dad. And then all the kids play a couple of numbers, very short. And then... They all, we all have a little party and everyone eats some food and we go. So this thing, it usually runs about an hour and a half. And some of these kids are not that advanced, so it can be a little painful, you know, in a good way though. Because now every time we do the recital, at the end of it, the lady bangs out a number of her own. Like about four or five minute piano piece. Thank you. Now, Now, I'll give, she's 70 something years old, so I'll give you that. But I mean, what what are we doing here? What, what? Hang it up, right? I mean, what 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 is that about? What is she, what's the purpose of that? Jackie goes to show the kids how good they can become. I I play Billy Joel for her every day. She she's hearing it on the radio. Yeah, it's, she got the best at home. What the hell you need? I, this is what and, this is. Is look yeah. at me, look at how good I am. That's I still got it. Is it, I, I agree. I think it's, uh, this is all, listen, I'm, I'm in my late 70s, I'm in my early 70s here. I don't play live anymore. I teach all your kids. And now the least everyone could do is sit here and listen to, she's fantastic, don't get me wrong. But it's like, I mean, all the parents are like, what are we doing? Let's start eating the cupcakes and call it, you know? Come on, this is extending the thing more than it should be. I mean, you got people that are untalented in this thing, right? So you got to sit through their shit performance. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, right? (laughs) And then you got this one putting more time on top of this. I mean, basically, what you really want to do is have Sadie go first, right, in Mm -hmm. in this thing. Mm-hmm. And then just go home. Oh, that's what you'd love to do, but you gotta, right. you gotta stay and support the whole thing. And then afterwards, Jackie ends up chit chatting too long. Chat ends up chatting with the piano. T- Next thing I know, oh, we're the last ones there with our, one other couple, our friends. So we we stack all the chairs. Then she says, "Can you help me? My fingers hurt." Carrie, we got to pick up the piano to take what? take these discs out from under it. And then lay boards, keep laying the boards one in front of the other because it's going to damage the floor and roll the piano into another room. I said, Jackie, we stuck around here too long. What the fuck? What? (sighs) Come on. 
What are you working there? That's what I'm saying. But then Jackie hits me with this. She's seventy something. Well, then like, okay, I get it. I'm not disrespecting the old people, but if you know you got an old lady running the class, you got to bring in some extra help. Right. That's what, what. What if we would have left? Would this lady yeah. be like knee deep trying to pull your piano across the room till two o'clock in the morning? I mean, <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, so, forget it. Man. Yeah. So uh, one other thing I want to bring up before I forget uh, is Serafina starting to watch particular shows. Like, does she have favorite show yet no, on TV? She's not watching TV. Whoa, 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 whoa! What do you mean not watching TV? She's not watching it. Uh, she watches Fro. She watches Frozen a little bit, but other than that, the TV and the iPhone are basically non-existent in our house. Uh, okay, okay, you, Mr. Super Parent. Uh, thank the- you. <laughs> what? Huh? What'd you say? <laughs> thank you. I don't know. Wait, so what, what are you, Amish? I, I get the iPad. Sadie doesn't have that, but like you don't let the, you don't let this lovely little girl watch a little of uh, what well, might be Paw Patrol now. Maybe maybe it's a little bit more of Lucky and Spirit with the horse. What, what? she has the ability to watch whatever she wants. She's to allowed watch to. on the TV. She yeah. chooses. However, she chooses to walk around and ask for the song "Mamma Mia," and she sings "Mamma Mia." Wow. Okay. Mama Mia, here we go again. Mama, how come I'm a mess? Mama Mia. So, we have successfully deterred our child mm-hmm. from immersing herself in a iPhone, iPad, and or television for entertainment. I, I, I applaud that. I let my daughter watch TV on Saturday and Sunday mornings. It's well-deserved. There's something more than Mamma Mia singing around the house, right? I mean, she's... Uh, uh, It's a variety of different songs. Some movies? uh, Maybe some movies? No, there's... I tell you, Frozen is the only movie... Wow. She is watched. That's fantastic. From front to back... I'm not saying she hasn't watched any other movies. However, it's not a big thing in the house Beautiful. to watch this, TV. This is this is the makings of uh, a, the, the entertainment star. That's what they do. They're like, even as a kid, I never watched TV. I just wasn't what to sing. And then my dad. And then when you make that studio, bro, forget it. She's gonna be making albums by the time she's seven. <laughs> what I'm, we're doing, though, I tell you what we're doing. We have a like a room for like a movie room. It's like a theater. In this plan, Lana and I have decided that we're going to construct a stage with a curtain in front of the movie screen so the kids could put on productions. I love it. I love it, man. Holy shit. That's fantastic. So I'm going to bring Sadie out there to cut an album on piano in your studio. I'm telling you, hopefully by the time you come out, I highly doubt it um, because we are looking at a piano. Let me ask you this. Yeah. I was thinking of getting a ping pong table. Yeah. Yeah. White trash. It's white trash. Yeah. At the end of the day, like... 
what do you play once you hit it again and you're done i mean not only for me but i had a ping pong gro- uh, table growing up it was in the basement that? yeah well then get it you got the space but my cousin my cousin my my brother-in-law yeah is israeli yeah and he is supposed to be an unbelievable ping pong player Oh, we're talking one of those guys that plays like 20 feet off the table? <laughs> wow. One of these guys that was in a league. Oh, wow, man. I've always wanted to watch that. <laughs> like, I've never even seen that live. You know what I mean? I've never even yeah. been around someone who can play that good. I only see it on TV. It's unbelievable. It's, it's, yeah, it's wanna... more entertaining than tennis. Yeah, it is. And, and I, I want to I possibly get a table, maybe have him over and uh, see if I could... Uh... Because I, I was taught by my father, and like uh, he gave me two tricks with the paddle, with the Sicilian spin. Oh, uh, when you the, serve it? Oh, God. A lot of people can't even handle my serve. It comes are in you, crooked. It comes in like, like Goose Gossage's knuckleball. Are you doing a half throw, though? Because that's illegal. You got no half you, throw. Oh, you're slicing no half it. Throw. It's the, the, the spin I got on this thing. It's it's similar to the ball being in a gust of wind. That's how it comes at you. you just I've often froze people and the ball hit the chest. Oh wow, wow! <laughs> you got to get this table, then, man. Don't lose this so, skill if yeah, you have I'm it. Thinking. For some reason, ping pong can be very natural to me. See, any idiot can play. So I started playing it all the time. I'm thinking of getting the table, but by the time you come, yeah, we'll be locked and loaded. Hopefully, we'll. Eh, that's it. Yeah, no, we'll be all right. Wow, we'll man. Right. So that's that. What I wanted to say is, I was watching. You guys don't watch anything, all right? But I'm watching Scooby Doo the other day with Sadie. Yeah. You've seen Scooby-Doo, the cartoon, not the movie, the cartoon. <laughs> it's, it's, sometimes it can be like a little scary, right? Yeah. So this kid's six. She's going to be seven in June, and it's a little scary, and she goes, Dad, hold me. And I go, I'm not holding you for Scooby-Doo, Sadie. It's a cartoon. A guy wrote it with a crayon. I'm with a marker. Come on. Come on. Right? So then, yeah, whatever, and we left. And then that night, she's going to bed, and Saturday night, I'm home, and Jackie gets very excited for Saturday nights when I'm home, because they're rarity, she's excited. Uh, as I'm putting Sadie to bed, jokingly, I go, uh, oh, try not to have a nightmare from Scooby-Doo, and she goes, yeah, Dad. Dude, half hour later, we're watching TV, and you just hear her, like, whining a little, Mom! Mom! And Jackie turns to me and goes, Fucking, t- why would you do that, Pete? Why would you bring a, a, a nightmare to her? And I go, Jack, it's Scooby Doo. It's Scooby Doo, man. And then she goes up there, and Sadie's scared from Scooby Doo. And then Jackie comes back down and goes, If she wakes up again, you're going back down there. I mean, how dumb are you, Pete? You bring up something right here. Sadie gets scared again. We got to bring her down. She, she, get, she has to lay on the couch and fall asleep with us, bro, from fucking Scooby Doo. Am, am I out of line? For, I yeah. mean, step up, kid. I, her seven-year-old nephew's watching Walking Dead, filling me in on the ones I missed. This kid can't watch fucking Scooby-Doo cartoon. What do you think? If my daughter ever would have said, Dad, hold me, I'm scared. Yeah. I don't care what. She, if she could be watching the wall, I'm there. 
No. That was your first school. You're just, you know what? Let's title today's episode Super Dad Sebastian. (laughs) 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 No. So that that was your first misstep. And then you come in out of nowhere while she's going to sleep and start mentioning nightmares and this and that and the other thing. These are two things we could have avoided. I'm with Jackie on this. You screwed up here. You should just keep your mouth shut. And keep hugging. I I hug and kiss my kid like insane. I love my kid more than life itself. And but you know, I'm proving a point. If we're gonna hug, it's gonna be because we're watching Jaws for the first time. We're not gonna hug because Shaggy's scared. Ghost, let's get out of here. And I will say this: the second time she cried, and I went upstairs, and then I was like, "All right, I'll lay with you for a little." And then she's like, while she's laying. I go to sit up, uh, and she goes, where are you going, Dad? I go, I'm just going to sit up, um, because I figured if I try to sit up when she falls asleep, I'll wake her up. So I sit up, bro. She goes, no, Dad, I know you're going to leave. I know you're going to leave, and I'm really, really scared, Dad. Please just lay with me if you really could. Dude, it broke my heart. You know what I mean? It just broke my heart. I scooped her up. I'm like, we're both going down to the couch. She was... You would think she was just liberated from prison. She was so, uh, like, oh my god, thank you so much. You know, so that, did yeah. she fall asleep? Oh, you brought her down the couch. Yeah, but Jackie's like, you can sleep with us while we watch TV on the couch, but you have to close your eyes. Yeah, you know, she was so tired. She was just scared, so she eventually fell asleep, and then I carried her up and put her in her bed, but. It was just broke my heart to see how, like, because you're like, you forget, you know, at our age. I'm like, dude, it's a room. It's an empty room. I'm right downstairs. This all instigated from a cartoon, and you can barely breathe. You're so scared. Holy shit. She's a daughter, bro. It's if not she, a son, dude, man. If this was the 1800s, she'd be two years away from plowing the field. <laughs> In the dark at 430. <laughs> We got to toughen them up. I'm uh, telling you, we got to toughen these young kids up today, bro. It's getting scary. I agree, but I'm just saying you got to pick your pick your points here, man. Poor girl. All right. By the way, a little side note. Tomorrow will be Tuesday, yeah. and this just hit me uh, yesterday. Uh, today I was driving in from the airport, told Jackie, and she's like, oh, my God. I I haven't showered since Friday, bro. That might be a record. It just got away from me. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) (laughs) So you're you're right now at a three day absence. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, and and we're going late here, so I'm gonna go right home to the hotel, check in. I didn't even check in yet today. I go to bed, so I'll wake up. It'll be four day run. Gonna shower tonight. I don't think, you know what, there's something, like, I feel like if I wait one more day, it might be, like, a, a modern-day record since, like, <laughs> since I was 20. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm just, in a weird way, I was thinking about seeing how long I could take this fucking thing. <laughs> well, I mean, you could take it through the week. I, I, dude, I was in the writer's room today, and something smelled. I'm not kidding you, this is what reminded me of my shower. And then I slowly walked around the writer's room over by one dude in the room that I like. And I'm standing next to him. He's sitting. And he's like, what's up? And I go, I can't decide if I smell or the garbage can that's by me. So I'm going to stand here and see if I smell the smell. 
And me and him both kept smelling, and we didn't smell. And I go, it must be the garbage can. But I, I was in that territory. I did a, I, twice. I did a, I did a um, underarm rub, knowing I hadn't showered. You ever do that? I haven't showered in two days, but just do an underarm rub. I don't think I ever gone two days without showering in two twenty days or twenty years. You don't think you have gone. 48 hours without showering in the maybe, past 20 years. Maybe once. Maybe once. Wow. So let me ask you this. Could you make it a week? Could you go to a Friday? And if you do, do you think you will start to smell sometime this week? Um. Well, I I think I, I got to do deodorant. Like, on, like I just got to keep rubbing deodorant on. Um, but I think I'll start to smell, man. I mean, my hair is already starting to get itchy, but the hair looks the hair looks better the more you don't wash it. I, I was gonna say right now it literally looks like a Pantene commercial. I tell you, man, in the perfect world, I'd never wash this fucking rug. <laughs> well, it, it's not good because you uh, you get the essential oils out of your hair if you wash it every day. So. I'd go with this, bro. I think it's working for you. <laughs> go till Friday. It's you know what? There's a freeness to it. You know what I mean? You just it it just feels good to just you know. I feel more me than ever before. Every time <laughs> every time you wash yourself, you're washing away a little bit of yourself. <laughs> I'm more me now than I've been in a long time, man. That's I pretty. Go with it, bro. Go with you. So what would yourself. that be? That'd be Friday. It was Friday afternoon. That'd be Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, Monday afternoon to Tuesday morning. If I go Tuesday afternoon, I don't know. I think I'm gonna bang out a shower. I, I might even tonight. I don't know, man. Now I'm getting freaked out about it. It was a good run, though. You know, I, I think a shower though after four or five days has to be in your own home shower to uh to really cleanse it off because these hotel showers i'm so disappointed with the water pressure on these things you ever get so disappointed in a hotel when you turn on the shower and it's just a trickle i do i do not like when there's not good pressure in a, in a hotel right it's like and they got a big shower head like you got no pressure Coming out of 83 holes, right? Yeah. That's the worst. Just a little light drizzle on you. I hate that, man. Blast me. Blast me. It's usually the dumps that have the best water pressure. Hotel-wise, it's weird. Well, the dumps have that hotel nozzle that's like, uh, it's real small and compact, and it's got like three massage heads coming out of it yeah where when that thing comes out it's almost like nails like little nails hitting your skin <laughs> yes yes you ever do to crank the heat lean over and just let it blast one part of your back that's bothering you <laughs> that's the closest i'll ever come to dr ron man <laughs> just blasting that high heat right on it well it's funny you say these showers because this weekend I was looking at the showers in these hotel rooms and it feels like a lot of times the shower build out is an afterthought because there are so many times when I got to literally go in the shower and put the shower on and then I get soaked. You know, like there's no easy way to just put the shower on and you not getting wet. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, There's yeah. A, you got to lean. I know what you're talking about. That <laughs> drives me nuts, too, man. When you got to climb halfway into the shower yeah. to reach the knob. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And it's in the way of you backing out of the shower, so you're going to get hit with water no matter what you do. Sometimes they cut in the glass. Have you ever seen that move where... They look like they put the glass up and they go, oh, we can't get in to put the thing on. Cut a hole in the glass. <laughs> Sorry, the hand sanitizer again. You still, I thought the, the sanitizer doesn't do anything. I, I am going to shower today because of the, the yeah, Well, yeah, you should. You're like a host for the virus now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I probably just gave it to half the room. <laughs> What time is it? How long have we been doing it? <laughs> what do we got, Hank? 55. <laughs> no, I, I just know. I know you said you're no, exhausted. Honest to God, do any other hosts do this where they just stop the show and go, we got an hour yet? <laughs> Probably more than you know, right? Any other podcast you work on have uh, like time con- issues that they're, they're trying to get to the time? Not the important ones. <laughs> It's not that I can't wait to get out of here. By the way, have you? Do you have any Watt? Uh, I got Watt silence right now. I don't know. I uh, got no. No, we were just on the Watt thing. He was asking for records for Chicago on the food places. You were oh, on that text. Oh, I don't think I was on that thread. I did see the Subway commercial. Oh, with the brothers. Yeah, dig it. That was good, bro. He now. Uh, Honestly, if he ran for the presidency right now, I, I I don't know that he wouldn't get it. It's a lock. Could someone run as either? Here's one for you. Yeah. Could someone run as a Democrat or a Republican, and then once they get in office, say they're the opposite? Oh yes, most certainly. Can a Republican right. r- secretly run as a Democrat? Right. And if they win, go, hey, it's my case. I'm a Republican. Walls coming down. <laughs> Free medical for everybody. Let's do it. Uh, that's, that's very interesting, man. <clears throat> Not that that's probably haven't happened in the past, but... <clears throat> Man, I can't even put sentences together, right? I just analyzed. We should redo the sentence I just said there, Hank, on a loop. I think it was I haven't, haven't. I did a I haven't, haven't. Two haven't, haven'ts in a row is un. Wow. <laughs> and, and I don't even know what's more pathetic is that I didn't even catch it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 Oh man! <laughs> Did I tell you I took the uh, the CBD oil, which I thought was CBD, but it was THC heavy? Did I tell you this? No. So I take CBD uh, oil to sleep. It's the little tickners, whatever the hell they are. You put it under your tongue and uh, you go to bed. Jesus, bro! <clears throat> you got you. You do so much stuff for the body. So much stuff for the body. Hey, not body. This is, this is overall well-being, bro. I gotta sleep, so I, I, <laughs> I'm taking CBD like it's going out of style. 
So the other night, I'm on the road. I take uh, I take my dosage. Under the tongue it goes? Under the tongue. Two vials. Under the tongue. <laughs> Two vials. Two little, and like, you, take, you got vitamins you take in a day? Vitamins, the whole thing. I got about uh, 33 vitamins, I think. I belch and it comes up like sawdust. Well, I tell you, so, you better be doing jump rope at my funeral. That's the kind of shape you should still be in with all the stuff you're doing. <laughs> All right, so we got the vials going under the tongue. So I'm laying in bed, yeah, and I'm floating. Like my head is like, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I look at the bottle; it's THC heavy, right? Oh. I'm high off my ass. <laughs> Best sleep I've ever had on the THC heavy oil. Oh, there you go, man. So I might have to try that again uh, when I'm on the road, not when I'm at home. Bro, that's why I have the face of a 30-year-old, man. I sleep like a log. I have been for years. (laughs) Well, once you get this hip replacement, it's all going to change, bro. You're going to have a face of anguish. I don't know, man. I'm going to talk to Dr. Ron without a doubt. I'm going to put you on a text thread with Ron. I want you guys to at least talk for five minutes, at least hear his side before you go in and start redoing your entire leg. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. SebastianLive.com. <laughs> there you go. You go, uh, I got to, where's my dates? I'm going to do my dates. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't do the dates right now, right? Uh, April 24th and 25th, guys. I will be at, uh, in Hasbro Heights, New Jersey at Bananas. I'll be in Tempe Improv, you know, Tempe Improv on April 30th. Albany, Rochester. I, I got a bunch of new dates coming. Go to pcorelli.com for all the dates. By the way, little warning before we leave. This is tough to say. This is tough to say. Sunday night, went to a short thing. I didn't want to fight with Jackie. I wanted to enjoy the evening. Tommy C., Tom Cruise, I put in The Mummy. He did the remake of The Mummy, the one that Brendan Fraser, you know that guy, Mm -hmm. did the first one? Bro, I can't believe I'm saying this. Brendan Fraser did it better. We don't even know what's down there. Haram is what's down there. Treasure. No, the translator said haram means forbidden knowledge, like a curse. Around here, that's just another word for treasure. This is the second Tom Cruise movie I've seen in a row that has been subpar. This is this is upsetting me, man. This is What's Tom Cruise word? we're talking about. He's been a staple. He's been the most consistent, famous movie star since I've been a child, and it's starting to. I mean, Wayne. you know, what yeah, it's starting do? to wane, which means I'm What's... starting to wane. My hips going, his career's going, everything's falling apart. <laughs> Fucking Doctor Ron rubbed Tom Cruise's career back on track. <laughs> Tommy C, I don't know what he's up to next, but hopefully he gets his game back on track. Hey, he was making Mission Impossible in Italy. I heard they shut that down. Oh my gosh, really? That's what he does every time. Nothing starts working, he does another Mission Impossible to get things back on track. Why does he? Why does he keep doing those kind of movies? Why doesn't he do like dramas anymore? Like I don't know, man. The Firm and and uh, a few good men. You know why does yeah. he do that shit anymore? I don't know, man. Don't we gotta get him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> what, dude? The, the, the world. Have you met him? Number? No, never. You gotta meet him, bro. Yeah, that's a guy I wouldn't mind running across. If I met him, and if I if he called me and said he wanted to meet me. Um, and he wanted to discuss possibility of joining Scientology. 
I would I would sit down and hear out about Scientology just for the meet and greet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but do you think by the end of it, I'd yeah. be like, I just went for the meet and greet, but guy, I'm joining. Do you think Tom oh, yeah. Cruise could talk you into Scientology? Yes. Did you, cut, you really think so? If let's say you were spending a weekend with Tom Cruise golfing, uh, so you know, guys going to golf, we're going to do dinner, me, you, and two other friends. And his sole purpose in his head is from Friday afternoon till Sunday morning, convince you to go home with brochures and really consider Scientology. Do you think you'd be flying home on that private jet, courtesy of Tom Cruise, considering Scientology? No, you would. (laughs) You're out of your mind, bro. I think you walk out of that room with pamphlets and... uh and ready to show your family the way. If Tom Cruise said to me he would put me in two movies, uh, one and a sequel, playing his partner and were cops, FBI agents, some, uh, I would join, I would become one of their priests. I'd make my wife and daughter join, (laughs) and I would be fully committed for a lifetime if he gave me two guaranteed movies (laughs) with him. Two guaranteed sidekick movies is Cruise, and you're... You're moving into the House of Scientology in Miami. Fully in. They could do the, what do they do? They can audit me, audit my life, right? I forget what they call it. <laughs> yeah, Leo yeah, Romney. I'll, I'll, I have a phone number still from Kevin Conway. I'll give them her phone number. I'll help them get her. <laughs> <laughs> she was awesome, dude. Anyway, I think we're officially out of shit now. We're out of what? stuff. Uh, SebastianLive.com. All the tour dates are there. This week I'm going to be in Norfolk, Virginia, and then Cherokee, North Carolina, and then Saturday and Sunday I'll be in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, looking forward to it's, the weekend. It was a fun hang, man. I had a great time, as fun always, hang, man. As always, always just joking around. The Pete, the Pete and Sebastian show. Stay away from the virus, everybody. Good luck. We will see you back here at iHeartRadio next week. Ciao. The show has ended. The TV and the iPhone are basically non-existent in our house. Uh, okay. Okay, you, Mr. Super Parent. Thank uh, the- you. <laughs> what? Huh? What'd you say? <laughs> thank you. Thank you.